okay. Well, taking a look back, it was a year ago that Edmontons woke up to a very different looking city council. On the evening of October 18th, 2021, former city councillor and MP Amarjeet Sohi was declared the new mayor of Edmonton. Who, uh, he took over from Don Iveson, of course, who decided to not seek re-election. Four councillors returned, Aaron Paquette, Andrew Knack, Tim Cartmel, and Sarah Hamilton. And eight new faces joined the mix. Aaron Rutherford, Jennifer Rice, Karen Tang, Ashley Salvador, Ann Stevenson, Michael Jans, Joanne Wright, and Karen Principe. It's been a, well, I guess you could maybe call it a challenging, interesting, uh, you know, pop the popcorn, sit back and watch what they're going to do next kind of year for the new council as it tries to find its groove. Let's take a look back uh, with Edmonton-based political analyst and commentator John Brennan. Hey, John, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jalen, it's great to be with you. What were you doing in 1985, John? <laughs> I started a new job as a communications officer with the Alberta Teachers Association. It was my first job out of university. Oh, my goodness. Look at that, eh? Time flies. Time flies. So let's take a look back over the past uh, year for this city council. You've been around civic politics for a very long time. You've seen the inner workings, how things happen, how things progress, how they don't progress. How would you describe this first year of this new city council? I think not surprisingly, they got off to a rocky start. And as you said in your introduction, Jalen, you know, a, a big reason for that is because so many of them are new. Mm -hmm. You know, there are eight new councillors, only four councillors from, from the last council were returned, and a new mayor. And even though Amarjeet Sohi had been on council before, he'd never been the mayor before. And that's a whole other job, because you're representing the whole city, just not your ward. So I think they got off to a bit of a rocky start. You'll remember all the controversy that swirled around in November and December as they were wrestling with the 2022 city budget, especially with regards to the funding for the police. Mm -hmm. um, that was a controversy that probably wasn't necessary. You know, the previous council had already approved as part of their four-year operating budget the increase for the police, but this council decided to drill down into it, get into the weeds, and they decided, oh, we don't need to give that increase to the police. We're going to give it to a whole bunch of social service agencies instead. You know, my thought at the time was it's not an either-or proposition. You know, public safety is very important. In mm -hmm. fact, I would say it's the most important thing every government does is provide for the public safety of its citizens. And you can support social services agencies, especially those in the downtown and the inner city, but you should also be supporting the police because we have a lot of social disorder in this city, especially in the downtown, the inner city, Chinatown, you know, in, in our LRT stations, transit centers. And, you know, the police need to be fully funded so they can do their job. So I think that was a bit of a problem for them right off the hop. And then they got into a few other controversies in the spring and the summer. We can talk about that as well. Well, yeah, I want to stick with the police for a second because sure. I think that the police and the controversy and maybe the, I guess, the relationship between council, the Edmonton Police Commission and the Edmonton Police Service has really dominated the past year, uh, hasn't it? I mean, between, uh, you know, uh, comments made, uh, tweets being sent out, you name it. I'm not sure um, that I remember um, a worse relationship between uh, a city council and uh, the EPC and the, e and the Edmonton Police Service in my 22 years in the city. I agree with you, Jaylen. I've never seen it anything like it in all the years that I've been involved in either being involved in municipal politics and government or observing it. You know, it really has been astounding to see because, you know, 
generally, I think if you ask most Edmontonians, they support the Edmonton Police Service and the job that they do. And the job that they do is not an easy job. And I'm not sure why some members of council got into squabbles with the police. Um, I'm not sure why the mayor is questioning the role of the Edmonton Police Commission, which oversees the police. And this whole thing has just become a big political tug-of-war. I do take some solace in the fact in that big debate they had last week about the uh, funding formula for the mm-hmm. police for, the, for next year's budget that they agreed to increase the police budget by $7 million in a 9-4 to four vote, although that have, will have to be finalized in December and when the final budget is set um, in April of 2023. But I think with a 9-4 vote, that's pretty uh, certain. And I think that sends a message that over the course of the last year, the message has gotten through to a number of councillors that Edmontonians support the police, they support the need for public safety and crime control in our city. And I think that message has gotten through to the majority of councillors. Well, and it was fascinating in May of this year when uh, Tyler Shandro, the Justice Minister, invoked Section 30 of the Police Act, giving the uh, the mayor two weeks to come up with a public safety plan to address the violence downtown and on transit coming after the murders in, in Chinatown. Again, something that I hadn't seen ever before. And, I, and I'm wondering what that says about the relationship between uh, City Council and the, uh, you know, former Premier Kenny's um, government. And I'm also wondering what you think it was going to look like between <laughs> um, uh, right now and, and, and Premier Smith's uh, provincial government. Well, there was some politicking going on there by Tyler Shandro, too. You know, he he was um, embarrassing the mayor and mm-hmm. city council and saying, you know, this crime and social disorder that's going on in the downtown, the inner city in Chinatown is unacceptable. I want you to come up with a public safety plan. And, of course, a big reason for the social disorder in those parts of the city is because of the issues of mental health, addictions, um, homelessness. And I would take it as a positive. Like, I always like to look at things in a positive light, Jalen, rather than always negative. I take it as a real positive that after a year of lobbying, um, Mayor Sohi finally got former Premier Mm -hmm. Kenny and the Governor of Alberta to make that big announcement on October 1st, $187 million in provincial funding for homelessness and mental health and addictions treatment, both in Edmonton and in Calgary and a few other centres in Alberta. This is something that's been needed for years and I you know I give full credit to Mayor Sohi for his advocacy of this you know he was like a dog with a bone on this issue and I also give full credit to former Premier Kenny to you know to finally come through with the money for these very important social services which you know we can only hope Jalen is going to lessen some of the social disorder mm-hmm. and the crime in our downtown and in our inner city. Uh, looking ahead to uh, the new Premier, uh, Premier Smith, uh, can you speculate on what that might look like, uh, the relationship between um, the UCP government under her and, and the city and city council? Well, my gosh, since the last time you and I talked, it was when just when Danielle Smith had won the UCP yeah. leadership. It seems to me she's been on an apology tour ever since. Speaking of getting off to rocky starts, you know, how uh, Mayor Sohi and uh, this council are going to get along with uh, Premier Smith and her government is yet to be seen. It's really hard to tell. Um, you know, the, Mayor Sohi seems hopeful 
that something that uh, Premier Smith said at the AUMA uh, conference in Calgary last month that she was prepared to give up some tax room, you know, for the yeah, education yeah. portion of the property yeah. tax to municipalities in exchange for perhaps lessening funding for infrastructure and such. And he seemed quite hopeful about that. But, you know, whether we're going to see that in the short term remains to be seen. I think that's something that would more come in a budget. So I would see that as perhaps February or March of next year if there's going to be a big dramatic change like that. Um, but, you know, with all the controversies surrounding Premier Smith these days and with all the hot potatoes and fires that she's putting out, I'm not sure that dealing with the needs of Edmonton, Calgary and other municipalities is at the top of her list. <laughs> you know what, we could we could have this, con- we could we could keep going for an hour on this conversation, but we're gonna, we're running out of time. One of the big things that uh, the City Council is going to, uh, is going to be facing in very soon is is the budget, is setting that budget for the next four years. And given how it's gone so far, I mean, and some of the things have been dragged out, it's been report after report after report, um, you know, that's going to be a real test, isn't it? It's going to be a huge test because, you know, under the previous administration, um, council administration changed the system. So that instead of just doing budgets on an annual basis, the city of Edmonton does, now does these four-year capital, four-year operating budgets. And when you're doing the first one, it's the biggest one because you're laying out yeah. how you're going to spend on both operating and capital the next four years. So it's huge, you know. And when I saw uh, Brianne Carson-Smith's report on Monday about the fact that the city is facing a $4.6 billion um, capital deficit, you know, with regards to its buildings, you know, rec facilities, libraries, fire halls, and all the rest of it, you know, there's going to be a lot of maintenance that has to be done to existing city buildings and facilities, as well as city roads and bridges. So I think that's going to be a priority rather than new projects. You know, speaking of controversies, Jaylen, you may remember that just a few weeks ago, this council approved a, a, a project to spend, you know, about $170 million in the next 10 years on a whole new set of bike lanes. Oh, you said it, yes. And, you know, <laughs> that would be part of the capital budget. And if any Emmetonians have seen the monstrosity that the city built this year on the Victoria Promenade, yeah. where there already was a bike lane, and now there's a second bike lane, and all the concrete barricades and the bollards and the absolute eyesore that has been created there, I can't see that that would be that popular. And it is not fully funded. You know, this is something that will be debated in November and December, and they'll decide. And so this is the kind of controversial stuff that this council is going to be looking at in November and December. So I would say to uh, people listening in Shed, hang on. It's going to get exciting. (laughs) Buckle up, and we'll be talking to you again, John. Thank you for making time for us. Always a pleasure, Jalen.